And here we go. Another edition of Jamal About Sports, Monday, May 1st. A couple of days after the draft. That, of course, was expressed by BT Express. Brooklyn's very own BT Express. Is that right? It is. I did not know that. And I got to tell you, I think you're hard-pressed to find any song that captures the zeitgeist, if you will. Yes. Of the, 19, of the 1970s sewer that New York was. <laughs> That's, I mean, that song perfectly... Describes it. Yeah. Well, great song. Love the song. Love, Excellent love, song. Love, love the whole genre, well, as you know. But it's uh, that song very much came out of a very gritty, it, gritty it, New York City. It did indeed. And of course, you know him, you love him, the man, the myth, the legend, A.G. What is up? What's up? So it's interesting that you mentioned that about BT Express. So I, I, I may have mentioned this band to you before. There was this great sort of ska band. They were local guys, and their name was Urban Blight. Yes. And yeah, we, we they, about they used to do a great cover of that song oh, at their right? shows. Yeah, they did a great because they were a big ska band, right? So they had, you know, the, the lead singer also played trombone. They had uh, an alto sax player who happened to also be Jerry Orbach's son oh, wow. uh, from Law and Order, Tony Orbach. Huh. Uh, they had a, a tenor sax player. They had a flute guy. The guy would come in and do the flute part of that. Right. They, they were awesome. The drummer oh, used to play. Early 90s, right? Uh, yeah. Late 80s, early 90s. I saw them for the first time when I was in college, actually, in Baltimore. They used to play the Northeast 95 college set. They played at UVM. They played at University of Maryland. played a bunch of colleges. But yeah, I used to see him down at a place called the Wetlands all the time, right. and Tramps also over on Twenty First Street between like Fifth and Sixth Avenue. Me and my boy Justin Rubin, which by the way, shout out to my man Justin Rubin. We have some new equipment on the show. This microphone, courtesy of him. So thank you very much. Oh, wow. Good spot. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you, Justin. But yeah, he and, uh, and our other buddy Johnny Turpak used to go check those guys out a lot. But anyway, it's interesting, right? So their name, Urban Blight. You talking about how they that song captures the gritty. Uh, Urban blight of uh, of New York in the seventies. Yeah, yeah. But uh, okay, big weekend for the NFL for NFL fans. We've got a lot to get to. Uh, I got some teams that I thought really nailed it. Some of the usual suspects teams we've talked about in the past. We're going to do a little revisit of the twenty thirteen draft because on I went back and listened to our podcast post twenty thirteen draft, and you brought up uh, an interesting point. You said, "Listen." First of all, we don't do grades, okay, the, the day after the draft. That's idiotic. you got to give it at least two, th- probably three years, right? So this is four three years. Three years is probably right. an idea where you're at. This is four years now. And you said we are going to hold ourselves to a higher standard. We're going to listen to the things that we said now and then come back and reevaluate. So we're not gonna, I'm going to play it. But I listened to a bunch of it. I've got uh, a lot of things that you and I both said, some stuff we were spot on about, other things not so much. Um, but we hold ourselves accountable. That's here. right. We hold ourselves to a higher standard. We hold ourselves accountable. So uh, we will talk a little bit about that as well. Uh, of course, we'll get to the Cowboys and the Lions, respectively, is how both of those teams did. Um, but we start with, or at least I'd like to start with, uh, the spectacle that has now become the NFL draft. 250,000 fans packing the the greater Philadelphia area over the course of the three days. Yeah, yeah, I know there was. Oh, I think and it was also and also outdoors, not just all right. Know. Now they got lucky. There was good weather, um, but I think literally there were over a hundred thousand people there on, in one day on the for, for, for round one. Yeah, uh, crazy huge crowds. I mean, talk about when when we were kids. This draft that would be on like a Wednesday night, Thursday night on ESPN barely covered it. Oh, was it Radio City? Uh, right. Um, 
I don't even think now. You see, when Roselle was the commissioner, it used to be at like the Sheraton or the Hilton. It was at a hotel. It wasn't even at Radio City. Mm. That was actually a fairly recent phenomenon. Um, they used to do it. I, they, they, it was they, always in New York, though. Always in New York. Oh yeah, well, it wasn't. It wasn't a, a up for bid uh, uh, kind of situation the way it is now. Everything is now with the, with the National Football League. Listen, if it can make money, they will do it. I mean, and that, and, and they are the best and at why it. Why is that? Because we'll keep buying. Well, listen. I mean, they, they are the best at it. I mean, they, they, they've certainly proven that their business model works. Uh, so, uh, yeah. If you didn't hate Philly fans and Philly enough before the NFL draft, and if you aren't a Philly fan, you sure hate him now. That's number one. Drew um, Pearson, ladies and gentlemen. Drew, Drew Pearson. Pearson was phenomenal. Damn it. He came out there and, I, I, you know, again, I there are so many new you know terms in the lexicon these days or in today's parlance, if you will. The term trolled drives me nuts. It's, it's applied to everything now. So he was told to troll the Philly fans by Roger Goodell. Apparently, because he was tired of getting booed all the time. Right, so they, so he kind of so go in the green in. room, uh, you know, I guess yeah. sort of said, yeah, He goaded him into a little bit. Right. And Drew Pearson was hilarious. Uh, and he kind of, you know, but so I would just say he ribbed the Philly fans. He didn't troll them, but exactly. whatever. Yeah, he came it was, a little It was good natured. Yes, it was very good natured. Um, I don't know if Philly fans necessarily get that it's good natured. No. But. Uh, and then Westbrook, and the next day Westbrook and Dawkins right. were, were not good natured. No, no. Dawkins is like, yeah, don't you dare come up on my, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, whatever. Please. I mean, knock it off, guys. You're talking about, you're announcing, you, first of all, none of you guys play anymore. And second of all, you're, you're announcing players that are going to various teams. I mean, it's silly. Um, and, and you've never won anything. And you've never won anything. And uh, here's another thing. Uh, FYI, Philly fans, uh, your song—it's not a thing, okay? You might think it's a thing. You might try to shove it down our throats for three days straight and try to make it a thing. But your dopey fly Eagles fly song is not a thing. As as the uh, as the guys on Cowboys.com pointed out, <laughs> is that right? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, you know John McLean, the the heavyset guy who's uh, the Houston Chronicle football writer. He gets interviewed a lot on NFL Network. He's he's been doing it for like twenty five years. He's 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 not as Nash. He's not as famous nationally as like a Peter. King, but he's of that ilk, you know. Bob, uh, who's the guy? Bob, the guy from uh, well, you, your guy. Um, who's your guy from Dallas that does the mock drafts all the time that people find to be uh, very credible? Brian Broaddus? No, no, no. Oh, oh Dane Brugler. Dan, no, well, him too, but no, no, no. Maybe he's not from Dallas anymore. The guy that everybody used that you say that a lot of people call. Oh, oh uh, Rick Gosling. Rick Gosling. Yeah, Goose Gosling. Goose Gosling. Yeah. Who he team, used to be a Dallas writer, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. So Rick Gosling, he's kind of in that He's in that in that same vein. He's been doing this for a long time. Anyway, he tweeted out, if I have to hear that dopey fly Philly fly one more time, I'm going to uh, fly Eagles fly one more time, I'm going to throw up. And they're just, they're the worst. Yeah, the worst. So if they had you, a nice draft. Uh, they, they did, they, you know, I, it's funny. I, I, I thought it was okay. I, I didn't love it. Uh, I, I mean, they got a couple of players that I love. We'll get to each team in a second. Not every team, but we'll get to some of the teams that uh, I thought were really good in a second. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the whole thing, it, it's amazing what a spectacle the whole thing has become. And, yes, I found the, the, the whole Philly vibe to be quite annoying. There's, um, a, re- there's a reason they're the worst fans in the entire country. <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not an accident. Well, and, and listen, uh, I mean, when you boo Goodell every single time, I mean, you, it, it loses its luster. Like, it's so stupid. It's so overplayed. It's so cliche. It's so trite. It's what it would have. It just, it's so, it's dopey. Now, first of all, he also doesn't need to be announcing every pick. He shouldn't even be doing the second round, but whatever. 
that's a that's a whole other thing. But uh, yeah, it, it, it boy did it have a very very Philly vibe to it. And unless you're a Philly fan, I don't think anybody really enjoyed that vibe. No, I think you're exactly right. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, let's start with some of the teams that I thought really nailed it. And uh, the first one, no surprise, Baltimore. I mean, you look, look every single year they draft well. Oh, always do a great job. Ozzie Newsome, one of the best guys in, in, in all of football, has been for years. They took two Alabama players, not surprising. The first one was um, Marlon Humphrey. Was Marlon Humphrey, who I'm not that high on. I know you like a little bit better, but you know, by all indications, it, 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 the pick made sense there. Um, uh, second round pick was Ty Bowser from Houston, who I, we're both big fans of. Uh, outside linebacker, will you know, should probably go right in and, and, and help them in, with the pass rush. And then third round, they got an absolute steal in Tim Williams from Alabama. Yeah, uh, if, if he's well, right. If he can stay, if he can stay straight. I mean, it seems right. like. Uh, Seems like they, they do okay with these these quote unquote character well, they, character red flag guys. Yeah, they look. They seem to have the proper uh, is the very vogue term culture there uh, to to get guys to to, to they stay. Have, they have a structure in place. Correct, correct, correct. In the in that building, in that <laughs> yeah. building. I don't know if you knew that. That in that building they have a good structure in place. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I mean from a pure talent standpoint, that guy was a, probably a top thirty player. So they got him at whatever seventy something. Um, in the third round, that was a lot of scouts. Like he was, he was easily the, well, not easy, other than uh, Miles Garrett. He was the, easily the best pass rusher in the draft. Yep. Now his, you know, and, and 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 I think he goes to a perfect scheme fit there too. He's not really a four three end, right? He's like six three, two hundred and forty five pounds. Yeah. Uh, but in a three four outside linebacker, perfect. I mean, he would have been perfect for them, perfect for Pittsburgh. Um, who else did they take? Give me some of their other picks. All right, so uh, Chris Wormley in the third. And oh, Wormley. Chris Wormley. They got both they Chris two Wormley third from round Michigan picks. and right. Tim Williams in the third They had two third-round picks. The, other, the first one was Chris Wormley, who I was a big fan of, the defensive tackle from Michigan. He'll, yeah, very solid. He'll player. help them, yep. They got uh, Nico Siragusa, the guard from San Diego yep. State. Yep, uh, San Diego not, State. Not related to Tony Siragusa, by the correct. way. You were correct. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, guy Jermaine Illuminor from Texas A&M. Right, big pro- he's a he's a big project kid from England. Yeah, yeah, and then Chuck Clark DB from Virginia Tech. Right, yeah. I just I thought those actually I didn't really know anything about him. I thought those first three picks were were really good. Uh, I thought they, they did a really good job. Yeah. Those guys, especially again getting Tim Williams in the third round, was pretty good. Next one, I hate to say this, it pains me to say it, but it is the Washington Redskins. So yeah, I thought the Redskins uh, had a really good draft. Start out getting Jonathan Allen, right? Was their first pick, right? From Alabama. I mean, he was often projected to be a top ten pick. And he fell in seventeen. That's a steal. Yeah, I mean, steal. unless there's something really wrong with his shoulder. Yeah, uh, I think the Redskins fans should be very happy. Yep. So they got him and in the first second, round. Second round, they got Ryan Anderson. Both of us are huge fans of. Uh, yeah, big that fan. That guy just makes play after play. Yeah, after just watch, play just, after play. just watch Alabama games. The guy lives in the other team's backfield. I, mean, I, 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 I suppose his measurables are right. what you'd like to. Right. I, I, all I saw was a guy mm-hmm. who made every yep. single play. Yep. Number I, two, watch those Alabama games. Alabama games. Number twenty-two yep. is in on every single. He's play. in the backfield. If there's a fumble, he either forced it or recovered it. Yep. He was just that guy's really good player. Always around the ball, always in the back, other team's backfield. I mean, the guy and supposedly lives, yep. reads, sleeps football. Yeah, no, it's a great pick. It's an absolute great pick. In the third round, they got Fabian Moreau, one of our favorite players in this draft. Only reason he lasts that long is because he had a pec injury. Yeah, so he may not start the season. You know, his rookie season could be could be a little rough. You know, when you missed all training camp, that right? Game. But still, I mean. It's about value in the third round. It's pretty good value. It's great value, and even if he has to redshirt a year, you know what? He'll go replace overpriced big mouth uh, Josh Norman uh, next year. 
Um, and then they got uh, Samaje Piran in the fourth round. Nice pick. Bruising running back from Oklahoma. Really good pick. A guy I wanted. I, I thought the Lions would have some interest in. Anybody who runs for 400 yards in a game, I'm, I'm interested. Yeah, even if it's against a terrible team like Kansas, which is who I think that was against. I mean, the guy, you just, you know, he look, he's... He's solid. And then the other pick that I really liked was Jeremy Sprinkle, the tight end from Arkansas that they got in the fifth round. So, I listen, I thought despite, they did it. Despite his, uh, his thieving ways. Yeah, I know. I know. With a $400 gift card. Yeah, silly. He had like a silly off-the-field thing. Um, but I thought, listen, I thought they did a good draft. And then we go to Pittsburgh, who, uh, again, I mean, they just, they just know what they're doing over there. Uh, first round, T.J. Watt. Perfect, perfect fit. Perfect, perfect fit. fit. Uh, I think we I think we can be pretty sure he's going to have a good career. There. So it's funny. So let's well, let's let's revert back to the 2013 drafts, right? So we were, oh yeah, we got that. We did not get that one right. We we were singing yeah. Pittsburgh's praises in 2013 as well, and that was because their first round pick was Jarvis Jones, and boy were we both high on Jarvis Jones. We're like the guy all all over the field, SEC highest level. I mean, look, our yeah. our reasoning was sound. Yeah. Our reasoning was sound. He just is not. Going to the perfect situation. He, I wouldn't say he's a bust, but he's not certainly had the impact we thought he's he would have. He's kind of been just a guy. Right, right. He, he's not had the impact we thought that he would have. Yeah. Now, he was like a mid to – he was a mid-first-round pick. He wasn't a top-ten pick. I think he went 17 or 18 or something like that. But we thought they would get a lot more out of him. So it's interesting. Their second-round pick that year was Le'Veon Bell, who we both were like, yeah, good player, but – you know, I mean, <laughs> but, but by the way, to be fair, that guy's completely tr- transformed his body and his game. He was a bit overweight back then. Yeah, he was like a 235, 240-pound kind of plotting. Like what I said, I went back and listened to that podcast. My scouting report on him was, has more wiggle and make you miss than you think for a guy that size, but isn't a burner. And, you know, is a, probably a good between-the-tackles runner and a good pass catcher. But, you know, certainly not the game-breaker that, that he's turned into big. I mean, it turned it's out essentially, to He's essentially invented a new running style. Yeah, pretty much. But which, which is around the backfield and then just... Which is the exact opposite of what everybody would tell you to do as a running back, which is you got to hit the hole and hit it quick. He stands there for, like, seemingly forever, and then at the last second yeah. decide, decides he's going to, you know, hit a hole. Yeah, it, it, and, it is and, and catches like a receiver. And he catches like a receiver. Nobody, and they didn't throw to him that much at Michigan State, so nobody really knew he had that in his in his uh, repertoire, if you will. But anyway, so it's just I interesting. Mean, the Cowboys took Gavin Escobar. Well, I know, I know. Well, we, we had a whole discussion about Gavin Escobar. You talked about how you were trying to talk yourself into it, and I told you, listen, if your first reaction is a bad reaction, stick stick with your instincts. If you've got to talk yourself into it. Yeah, talk yourself out of it. Your, your instincts are good. Don't 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 doubt yourself. You know what you're talking about. You know what you see out there. Um, so this year, anyway, they took Juju Smith-Schuster in the second round from Southern Cal. Good possession receiver. Third round, Cameron Sutton. Good DB from Tennessee. Third, Another third round pick, James Conner, the running back from Pittsburgh. Everybody knows the story about him. He overcame uh, Hodgkin's lymphoma. Really good player. I mean, I know yeah. he's not fast, but he's kind of like Le'Veon Bell light. I mean, he's a big back who can catch the ball and was super productive at Pittsburgh. Obviously, a hometown kid. He's thrilled to be there. But you know, and for him to have had the kind of season he had for his senior year, yeah. coming off what he came he back, had a monster year. It's insane. Yeah, he had a monster year for them. He had a huge game against Clemson in the upset of Clemson. I, he's a great, he's a really good player. I, I I wanted the Lions in a lot. You know that mock draft simulator we both used. I, I in in the those in the, that I was doing for the Lions, he was easily available in the fourth or fifth round. Now, obviously, that doesn't always necessarily mean something. 
Um, some people thought it might have been a little too high for him, but I, I have no issues with it uh, going in the third round. Then they I, took, I, she was a wooden bet against him. Right. And then they took one of my other favorite players and a guy who I think might end up being the second-best quarterback in this draft, and that's Josh Dobbs, quarterback from, from Tennessee. Yeah, you've been a big Tennessee guy since uh, since – you know, since last season. Yeah, well, I, they were on all the time. Yeah. Right? I mean, they're on. They, 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 had that, they had that streak where they were, they were winning those. Impo- like, yeah. One impossible win. After oh, yeah. They barely, like, beat Apple, they barely beat Appalachian State to start the year. They had a close game against Ohio. But, you know, Ohio. against Georgia, right? They, they won the last play. Yes. Game. Yes. That was a crazy game against Georgia. Yep. Uh, but, look, Tennessee had a ton of guys drafted in this draft. I mean, they, 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 had, a, they had a talented team there this year. Um, the reason I like Josh Dobbs a couple of things. First of all, he's got the size and athletic ability. Uh, good arm. Looked good in the senior bowl week. Uh, he threw the ball well. He's, a, he's literally a genius. He's literally a rocket scientist. Yeah. He, he graduated. He did a, a postgraduate program that takes five years. He did it in four. Um, How do people do that? I, I, I have no idea. I have no idea. How do people <laughs> play football, which takes up all your time? Yep. Yep. And somehow and get, right. get like these advanced degrees. It's incredible. It's and that insane. tells you what kind of a guy this is, right? I yeah. mean, the fact that he's that focused and dedicated and to be really good at two things like that, I mean, I'm, I'm mediocre at, at, at one thing, let alone really good at, at <laughs> yeah. one. And this guy's really good at two. Um, it, you know, he, it, it, it's, true, it's super impressive. And look, now he, he goes to a perfect situation, right? Roethlisberger's going to be there at least one more year, maybe two. They have Andrew Jones there, too, who they like. Uh, he was also in that 2013 draft, too, who I said that was a good pick. I think they got him in the fourth or fifth round right. and said, you know, look, guy's going to sit behind Roethlisberger, maybe develop into a, a key back, you know, a, a suitable backup, a, uh, a workable backup, and that's basically what he's been. But now he can devote all his time to football. I mean, this is a guy that spent a ton of time not <laughs> devoting his time to football, not for bad reasons, obviously for good reasons. We just talked about it, for academics. Now he's going to get into a pro program. He's going to learn from a guy that prepares well in Roethlisberger. He's got plenty of physical ability. I think it's just, I think it's a really good spot for him. And I think, you know, in two, three years, he could be their, their starting quarterback. And that's an organization that knows how to groom people. Exactly. And then the other pick I really like that they took in the fifth round was Brian Allen, the cornerback from Utah. And he's a measurable guy. Yeah, 6'3". Big, well, again, he's got tools to work with. Right. And they don't yeah, even the, come the, in and play the, right away. The, yeah, the word on him is he's like one or two years away from being right. able to see but, legitimate NFL snaps. Right, but they've, they've invested in the secondary the last couple of years anyway. They don't even... sixth or seventh round pick? Uh, I think it was a fifth round pick. Late fifth round. Uh, he went... Yeah, fifth round, 173 overall. So, you know, look, again, for a guy, if you're going you're gonna, to you know, play... Play in there, you know. Let him maybe play special teams for you the first year or two, uh, and if he's your starter by year three, uh, that, that's that's a good pick. And by the way, for those of you listening, the information that we're gleaming all this from yes. is from something called a newspaper. That's, oh, that's so, true. Yes. So a hard copy of a newspaper <laughs> yes. where everything is in one place. That's right. So you can actually see everything. I mean, I, I miss these so much. I forgot that this is actually a thing. Yeah, newspaper's pretty good, especially when it comes to box scores. Yes. And, and, and dress where you can uh, everything's all in one place. You don't have to keep scrolling, and selecting, and and, and and opening up new and windows. Opening new windows and tabs. Yeah. Listen, I get the Daily News and the New York Times hard copy every single day. Every day. Yeah. And then on Sundays, I get all three papers. I get the Dopey Post also because I like You get the, all the papers, get the papers. <laughs> exactly, because I like the sports section uh, for the Sunday so, sports so this, section. So this broadcast is brought to you by yeah, the, daily, the newspaper. The Daily Snooze, yes. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, I thought I thought Pittsburgh had a really good draft. I thought Denver actually had a good draft. They took one of my favorite players, Demarcus Walker, in the second round. Yeah, we were both very big on him. And Carlos Henderson, another guy, the wide receiver from Louisiana Tech, we both liked a lot. They got Jake Butt in the fifth round. The time for Michigan would have been much higher if not for the knee injury in the bowl game. They, they took Garrett Bowles in the first, right? Yes, they took Garrett Bowles. And I think, by the way, I think I had that uh, in, in my mock. You know, I was doing okay in the mock. So I started out. Actually, you know, let's go to that. And, oh, well, let me just finish up. We'll just finish up with Denver here, and then we'll go to how I did in the mock draft against what actually happened. Um, and then another. I love D'Angelo Henderson, the running back from Coast Carolina in the sixth round. Uh, you know, look, Denver has a track record going back. Good to name Toronto. too. Yeah, good name. Good name. There's really something to be said for that. Denver has a track record going back to Terrell Davis of getting guys running backs in the later rounds, and these guys turn out to be really Mike Anderson, Terrell Davis. I mean, you know, there's, a, there's I'm sure there's other guys. I'm Landis missing. Gary. Landis Gary. Um, I mean, but you know, Terrell Davis was a stud. So, and look, uh, Coastal Carolina. Obviously, I get a lower level of competition, but they got dominated. Uh, he's got that body that I like for running backs, short and squat. Uh, I thought it was a really good pick for them. And then even Chad Kelly, the quarterback from Ole Miss in the seventh round, the last pick of the whole draft. Uh, off the field issues, to be sure. Yeah, but we're on the street. He is really toxic. Yep. Now I understand. I just again, Elway's there. Uh, you know, you get him. That's a, that may be one of the only places he may be able to. Right, that's what I mean. Able to figure it out. It's a huge gamble, but for the last pick of the draft, it makes sense. Yeah. that's all I'm saying. Um, I think you worry about is putting him in in the room with with Paxton Lynch, who supposedly has some of his own uh, maturity issues. Oh, I was unaware that that was the case. I did not know that. Yeah, gotcha. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, we'll see. Like I said, it's it certainly you're not going to blame him for taking a flyer on a guy who clearly has has talent. Uh, for the last pick of the draft, that obviously the most important position. But so first, so we go to my mock draft. I had Garrett going one, as everybody did. No, no big deal there. Yeah, but first, let's just uh, let's just reiterate. We weren't taking who we thought teams were going to take. I mean, in some cases, maybe we were sort of. Some cases we were, but you know, I guess our, our criteria was you know who we would we would take as GM, right? Um, who we thought they should take, or if I was making the pick, that's who I would take. Right, yes. right. But you wound up doing very well, though. Well, I did all right, but then everything went off the rails, kind well, of. All it takes is one or two to go off the rails, and you know the whole thing. Yeah, really well, and, 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 and that actually brings me to uh, the, 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 the monsters of the Midway, uh, the Chicago Bears. Now, there, there are two schools of thought. Strange, so, strange move. So they, they, they traded up one spot. Now, the Lions did this a couple uh, many moons ago, back in 1988. They traded with the Chiefs. They traded up from. They traded down from two to three. Still got Benny Blades, and the Chiefs gave them an extra second round pick, uh, which ended up being either Pat Carter or Chris Spielman in that draft. Oh wow! Um, and that that was considered a heist at the time. Uh, Chicago traded up and gave up two thirds and a fourth. Right. I think that might have been before they were using the charts. Okay. Um, oh, you mean back the Chiefs yeah, Lions game uh, trade back in '88? I think I'm going to maybe. Not, I'm not sure. I think that might be the Jimmy Johnson chart, which now, by the way, that's also now obsolete too. Now there's a new chart, apparently. Right. Right. Um, so listen again. You know what? These charts, the coaches still don't know when to go for two and when not to. So I don't put a lot of stock in these charts that these guys have. Um, but in any event, uh, weird, weird decision by the Bears. Now. Two schools of thought. They gave up way too much. You just gave Mike Glennon $45 million for three years. I get it. It's not really a three-year deal. It's really more of a one- or a two-year deal. But they're still be paying him $15 million in year one. 
Uh, he's not an old guy. He's a young guy who has some starting experience in the league. Has you know has obviously some good tape. Has won some games for a not very good Tampa Bay team. Uh, would you give that guy all the money for if you knew you, you knew you had the third pick in the draft? You knew Mitch Trubisky was already there, right? So and well, at the, time, at the time that they signed Glennon, that made they probably didn't do all their uh, homework on the guy, so they probably weren't sure what they, what they were going to do. It, it seems a little bit strange, but well, look, my, it's very my, simple. My they may have through the through the draft process, they may have decided this guy's a franchise quarterback. Like, I mean, obviously, that has to be what happened, right? And then they were afraid somebody else was going to trade up into the two spot, which which there's no evidence that anybody was trading up to get him. Maybe Cleveland seems unlikely. But 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 if but but Cleveland, by the way, uh, they they know you don't need a quarterback. The Browns, they, they somehow know because they have baseball guys, Paul DiBatesta and his sabermetrics and Sashi Brown, the lawyer. So they, they're smarter than everybody else. If I have to hear one more time about the Browns and the great draft they have, they are so lost, it's ridiculous. I don't want to hear about the, the hands of stone tight end they drafted at the end of the first round. This is Eric Ebron 2.0. Yeah, you're wrong about that. Okay. I don't want to hear about... Uh, Jabril Peppers, because he's a big name with no defined position. I, I heard, oh, Greg Williams is going to turn him into Mark Barron. Oh, really? You mean Mark Barron who failed for... Safety, the safety yeah, couldn't play? Who failed for two teams until he became a nickel linebacker on his third team and was a total bust as the eighth pick in the draft? I mean, what are you, out of your minds? Please, stop it. Anyway. Um, Seems like Jabril Peppers would, would have been a, pick for, a good pick for somebody who, who you have evidence... Of a team that would know what to do with Correct, them. correct, right. The Browns have shown they do not deserve the benefit of the doubt, put it that way. Um, and so, you know, the Browns, you know, I guess that was that would be Chicago's argument. Is they think that the Browns were going to trade up maybe to take Mitch Trubisky. Um, although the Browns, obviously, if they would have just stood where they were, where they were at 12, could have gotten, you know, a good quarterback, Sean Watson, who I still don't understand why everybody's so down on him. Let's see. Put up really good numbers in college. He's a great kid. He's got the measurables. Played really well in the biggest games of his career, but I've never got the, uh, the impression people were really down on him. Uh, I mean, it, well, the general consensus was this is a bad quarterback draft, right? Um, and that he was maybe the best of the bunch. Maybe it was Trubisky, but Trubisky only had 13 starts in college. Um, you know, it, it, it's amazing. People use whatever kind of things they want to bolster their case. Or to, to rip the player, right? I read people. I saw, I, I, well, I saw, people like, I saw oh, Mitch Trubisky people. couldn't even beat Duke. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah like, like that's relevant. Okay, no, I, I think most most uh, most guys were pretty were pretty. You know, I thought he was going to be a pretty good player. Who Trubisky or, or Watson? Uh, Watson. Oh, I, I mean, listen, I, I I saw a lot of people said there's no way the judge should take him at six. It's way too high. Um, I, 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 this, it seemed to me that the general consensus was these quarterbacks were all, none of them were ready to play right away, which may be true, but that they were all end of the first round or second round prospects. Right. Um, and yet, of course, you've got one team trading up to make a guy the third pick in the draft, the Bears. And it's not like the Bears don't have a lot of needs. They do. Um, and, you know, I, the, the rest of their draft seems strange. I mean, I know Adam Shaheen is a nice story and all, a giant tight end from Ashland College, former basketball player, and I know he's a physical marvel, and he's got some good tape on a Division II level. Took him in the second round. Yeah. And it seemed kind of high for him. Um, but, yeah, I mean, so the, the, the bottom line of the Bears is, look, yeah, if Mitch Trubisky's got them in the, in, in, the, in the Super Bowl and making deep playoff runs in three years, then it's perfectly worth what they did. Uh, if he's not that good or the team is not that good, uh, 
their GM Ryan Pace will be looking for another job. Yes, he will. That's it. That's, that's, that's a big chance to take off one year of production too. Right. Right. Yeah. And we both we both like him. I like him. I, I mean, I like what I saw. I didn't, I, I'm not going to say I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I know I've seen every game he's ever played. I probably saw him play four games, and he looked pretty good to me. But I don't. I, again, I wouldn't have given up that much to get him when I just signed a guy who's 27, who I just you know who again. It, it, they must like something about Mike Glennon. Yeah, but if, if they think Trubisky is a franchise quarterback, well, obviously then the Glennon, they do. Then the Glennon thing is irrelevant. They obviously, if you, if you somehow, you know, if over those last couple months you came to the decision that he's your franchise quarterback, the Glennon thing is is an, is, is a non-issue. I, I guess, but they they obviously think he is a franchise quarterback, or else you don't make this move. Right. You don't you don't give up three draft picks to move up one spot in the draft. It's idiotic. It's completely idiotic. This guy better be Matthew Stafford or, you know, he met, he better be one of those kinds of guys. He better give them that kind of production. It um, doesn't give them a lot of a lot of wiggle room to make this smart, this move look smart. Right. Like and, he's an average quarterback. Right. Yeah, it's, 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 it's not. And then what do you do? It's not a good move. Right. And if you're giving up that much. I mean, look, you've got Glennon there. If I were them, I wouldn't play him. But by the same token, I, the people are going to want to see him play right away. So... It should be interesting to see how that whole plays out. Anyway, Jacksonville at four. We both had Leonard Fournette going there. That's where he went. Um, Tennessee. Oh, and so San Francisco took, um, ended up taking Solomon Thomas. Thomas, um, No surprise there. Who I had going at five to Tennessee. You had him going. No, you had Jonathan Allen going to San Francisco. I had between Solomon Thomas and Jonathan Allen. I had Contrarian, so they'll go away from Stanford. Right. Stanford was such the obvious pick. Right, right, right. Right. Uh, and, also, and also, I thought Jonathan Allen was the better football player. Right, right. Which, well, that's no knock on Solomon Thompson. We yeah, both think I, he's going to be really good. Yeah, I think I think that's it's a hair's breadth away from who's better there. Uh, Tennessee, big surprise. Picked Corey Davis, a wide receiver from Western Michigan. Uh, at five, seemed high to me for him, but talented guy. Yeah. Um, got some good film, and they want to give Mariota weapons, so uh, you, you can understand the the, the thought process there. Uh, the Jets took Jamal Adams. We both had him. I think I I, I had him going at six. I don't know if you did. Uh, no, I had him taking Hassan Raddick. I, okay, I, I went a little out of the box. Right, there. I had the Jets taking Jamal Adams at six. They did. Uh, I had the Clippers taking Lattimore at seven. They didn't. They, they really are the Clippers. They, they went Mike Williams. When you're LAC, you're the Clippers. Yep, yeah, that's it. LAC, you know, really the Chargers, but the Clippers. They took Mike Williams, a receiver from Clemson. Seemed high for him, too, but, you know, also good player. Um, and then at eight, I had the Panthers with McCaffrey. So I got four out of the first eight right, and then everything after that was pretty much a disaster. I mean, I got I had Garrett Bowles right at Denver at 20. I had Jared Davis right going to the Lions at 21. So that's six. I got six right, I guess, in, in the first round. You know, not, not, not great out of 32. But these trades blew everything up. I mean, then you had Arizona trading up to, to get Pat Mahomes, uh, who I like, but, you know, again, at 10. Yeah. Hey, that guy needs a lot of work. I mean, he's he's got a good arm and he's a good athlete. That guy needs. And that was work. KC. Yeah, yeah. What no, did I not say? Arizona. Oh right, sorry, Kansas City. Right, Kansas City. That's right. I had Kansas. I had Arizona drafting Watson. They took Hassan Reddick. There's a very good pick there. Right, sorry, Kansas City trading up to take uh, Pat Mahomes the second. Now look, I get it. He ain't, he ain't gonna play there the first year, probably two. 
uh, which is wise because he's not ready to play in the NFL right now. Andy Reid has a pretty good track record with quarterbacks. He does have a good track record with quarterbacks. Um, and um, Not so much t- clock management, but quarterbacks. He's, he's yeah, a, no, he's, he's done a good, he does a good job with quarterbacks. And look, Mahomes is a lot to like there. There's a lot to work with. I get it. I just, again, uh, you know, Kansas City, you know, they're, they're kind of a win-now team. I mean, they won 12 games last year. They're a good team. What's their problem? They don't have a lot of offense because the quarterback stinks. All right, sorry. doesn't stink. The quarterback can't complete a pass. You've always been a big Al Smith guy. Okay. And by the way, I've come around a little bit on him. I can't deny the fact that they make the playoffs, but they never win in the playoffs because the guy can't throw the ball more than 15 yards yards down the field. Exactly. Right. And part of that's by design, but that's also part of that because Andy Reid knows that that's his skill set is what it is. Uh, so they, they run a lot of gadget plays and they you know, reverses and bubble screens to Tyree Kill. And, you know, when Jamal Charles was at, at full strength, he was, you know, a dual threat for them. Uh, they've got the really good receiving tight end in Travis Kelsey. They don't have any receivers that scare anybody, including Jeremy Macklin, who's never healthy anyway. Um, and so, I, you know, to me, listen, again, if in three years he, they hand him the keys to the car and he's really good, it'll look like a great pick. Uh, if he's not, if he's if he's mediocre, it's gonna be it's not gonna look good that they traded all the way up to ten to get him. Um, but that threw everything into into flux. Um, I had the Saints taking OJ Howard. They took Lattimore. They were very happy with that. Uh, let's see. And then the other trade was uh, Houston trading up to get Deshaun Watson, which I thought was that one actually to me made sense. They traded up with Buffalo, right? Correct. Correct. They traded to uh, to ten. Uh, to, to, to get him. Correct. Um, and then Buffalo ended up taking... Um, who did Buffalo ended up taking? Uh, I actually like the Bills draft. Here, I got it right here. Uh, they took uh, Tredavious White? Yes, they took Tredavious White, the corner out of LSU. Actually, I thought Buffalo... And then they just fired a GM, by the way, today. Bizarre. Right after the draft, they right fired after the GM. And, the, and their whole scout. I mean, they took Tredavious White, one. Zay Jones, who we both like a lot, too. Deion Dawkins, the mauling guard from Temple, three. Matt Milano, outside linebacker from BC. I like him, too. Uh, Nate Peterman in the fifth round, quarterback from Pitt. Good pick. I, mean, I, I thought, actually, the Bills had a pretty nice draft. They didn't have a ton of picks, but I thought they did well. Probably, the big issue, I think, probably with Doug Whaley, and it's not obviously probably not based on one decision, but um, trading up two first-round picks for Sammy Watkins, disaster. And drafting E.J. Manuel with the 12th pick of the draft. Which leads me to another point. So all of you are so happy with Mitch Trubisky. And we're so happy with Pat Mahomes. Um, let me just throw, a few, through, throw out a few names for you. Another guy's a recent vintage that I had to hear. Chris, uh, Chris Ponder. Everybody was so happy about. Yeah, E.J. Manuel everyone was really excited about in 2013. Uh, Jake Locker, remember him? He was a big first-round pick for Tennessee. Everyone was excited about him. Christian Ponder. He was, he was more derailed by injuries, though, to be fair. Jake Locker? Yeah. Now, he was more derailed by the fact that he sucked in college and sucked in the pros. I don't want to hear about the injuries. And by the way, he was always hurt in college, too. That's the other thing. So he was always hurt in college. He wasn't any, any good in college. He had like a 52% completion percentage or something like that. And then he was also hurt and also couldn't play in the pros. That was, that was one of the worst picks of all time. By the way, you think there's, there's no correlation to the fact that Tennessee has been terrible for about the last five years up until last year until they finally got a quarterback in Mariota and they took Jake Locker eighth overall that year? 
Again, no quarterback, nobody's winning. I understand that, but there was Jake Locker getting drafted eighth that year was about as dumb and big a reach as you get ever. By the way, I mean they're they're what? Yeah, it's every year. It's they're a, it's they're every two year it happens. But that's what I mean. Teams don't learn their lesson. So you've got the Bears trading up, giving up all this all this capital for for Mitch Trubisky. Jay, look at Jake Locker, Christian Ponder. Look at last year, and is Jared Goff going to be any good? Uh, no, we'll doesn't look like see, it. Blaine Gebert, anybody? Uh, we were, again. Blake Bortles? Everybody's name, excited name, about him. Name theory, name theory. Well, I'm just saying, I, I, look, these guys have all been drafted in the last five years, right, in the first round. Locker was 2011. E.J. Manuel was 2013. Were I think. you just down on Blake Bortles as I was? Uh, you know, no. I, I, name, name notwithstanding. Yeah, I don't think the name is as bad as you do, number one. And number two, no, because I, you know, I saw some of those Central Florida games. You know, he again, he had, it seemed to me, he had the, the physical tools, the traits, the ability to be a good quarterback. Now, I, I didn't think he was ready to play right away. I, I would have probably let him develop for two years. Um, you know, but Jacksonville, again, it's another team that can't ever get out of its own way. So I remember Teddy Ballgame's stock dropped precipitously because he had a bad, uh, you know, he had the bad workouts. Ted Bridgewater? Yeah. Yeah. And, and look, he looked like he was had a chance to be a, a serviceable NFL starter, shall we say. Now, I don't think he was ever going to be a star you know, and have good enough arm. He could have been a Chad Pennington type, I think, would be a, good, a, a fair assessment. But unfortunately, he had the freaking injury last year, and Vikings aren't even going to pick up his fifth option. So he could be out. Of, he could be done. Have they already said that? Yeah, they announced it today. Yeah, that, that injury was was gruesome. Yeah, no, it was, it was, it was just terrible luck. Yeah, I mean, yeah, players throwing up on the field. It was a non-contact injury. The guy just dropped back. His foot hit wrong or something, and his knee exploded. It was weird. Um, but my point is, you know, people were singing the praises of these guys. You know, not as long. You know, as, as, as recently as five years ago, and guys were trading up for them. Yeah, I mean, did anybody? Did anybody outside of those teams think Chris Ponder and or EJ Manuel were the were the answer? Uh, no, I don't think they did. But it's particularly Christian Ponder, right? Well, again, like I like Pat Mahomes, but you know, first of all, and again, you can't always look at this because each player is different. But the pedigree of Texas Tech quarterbacks and and them coming in the NFL is not very good. They all put up huge numbers because they play in a conference where nobody plays arena football. Calvin Clemens, are you a Texas Tech guy? Nah, he was uh, no, no, Oregon, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, anyway, listen, I, my point is, is that, you know, teams overdraft quarterbacks every single K- year. Case Keenum. No, he was Houston. Case Keenum was Houston. Yeah. Same, yeah, but playing the same, that same kind of, same kind of offense though. I'm going to get, uh, Billy Joe Tolliver? He's Texas Tech, right? Uh, but if he was. I'm going to get one of these. Billy Joe Tolliver was Texas Tech. Yes, he was. And not and, to be confused with Billy Joe Hobert. Right. Or, or Bobby Hobert. Um, Yeah. So anyway, I, look, you know these teams—they just—they they go a little nuts. Uh, everybody overdrafts quarterbacks, and they just never seem to learn their lesson. I guess is my point. All right, getting back to the teams I thought had good drafts. We said Denver, thought San Francisco actually. John Lynch, they did well. They, they, you know, first year GM. They got a lot of good football. They players. got a lot of good players. I mean, look. Oh, and, and they signed one of our favorite players, an undrafted free agent, Lorenzo Jerome. Lorenzo Jerome, uh-huh, the safety from uh, St. Francis in Pennsylvania. But so San Francisco, they took Solomon Thomas, no-brainer. They got Reuben Foster at 31, which they said they were prepared to take him at 3, by the way. Right. So a lot of yeah, questions about him. A lot of questions about him. To me, the bigger questions about him aren't so much the off-the-field stuff. I mean, look, he apparently, you know, he got, we all know the story, he got kicked out of the combine because he got into a fight with a, 
Somebody worked at a hospital when he's waiting to get some medical tests done. These guys are waiting for eight hours. They're on edge. Uh, he's a middle linebacker. I, I want my middle linebacker a little nasty. I, I don't need him to be a choir boy. Right. Okay. I mean, I'm not saying you got to be a jerk to people, but you know, I mean, was uh, you know Jack Lambert? Was he uh, you know a choir boy? Was he a Boy Scout helping old ladies across the street? I don't think so. You know, Ray Nitschke, uh, Dick Butkus. I mean, where has it? This guy Foster loves the nightlife, though. Well, yeah, so to me, the bigger issues about him are the medical, right? He's had several concussions and he had a bunch of shoulder injuries, and they think it's a lot of it's because of the way he tackles and the way he plays. So that could be a chronic thing. That could be one of these things where he's the, never... The guy does, he seems to go 100 miles an hour every play. Yeah, which you like a lot, but... Kind of the job description. Well, it is, but, you know, look, if you're reckless, though, and you throw your body around all the time, I mean, that's Lewis Delmas, that, that was what he did, you know? Um, and he, he wasn't long for the league. So anyway, it, that, that'll be interesting. Well, he obviously juxtaposed against what the Lions did. We'll talk about that a little bit more in depth. But uh, for, for getting him at 31 when he was considered a top 10 talent was a good pick. Uh, Keller Weatherspoon, uh, Witherspoon in the yeah, third round. Like him. Can't well, tackle. No. Cannot tackle. He, he's not a physical player for as big as he is, but he's a good cover guy. He's also new to the game, too. Right. Uh, that's he, he only started playing football, I think, his junior or senior year in high school. In high school, is that right? Yeah, he was a soccer player. Okay. And his, and his, uh, his grandfather was a famous blues blues guitarist. Nice. Yeah. Um, the third-round pick, actually, I did not like at all C.J. Beathard from Iowa. To me, he's an undrafted free agent seventh-round pick. I, I don't see why he got picked in the third round. Um, Particularly over Jay Peterman. Uh yeah, I mean, over Nathan Peterman, over a lot of quarterbacks, even. Um, Jake, Jake, Jake. <laughs> Brad Kaya, um, you know, uh, 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 Josh Dobbs. I mean, I, I think they are a lot better quarterback. I mean, if you want to take. CJ Beth is a tough dude, but. Uh, I, the, uh, I, I watched several Iowa doesn't, games. doesn't complete many passes. No, I, that's why I don't get. I, don't, I really don't get that pick at all. I mean, again, you want to take him in the sixth round, seventh round, and draft a free agent as a developmental prospect, fine, but third round. Grandson of Bobby Beathard. That's correct. Former Redskins GM Bobby the Brain built, built all those Redskins dynasty teams in the eighties and early nineties. Draft, uh, drafting the Mike Oliphants in the second round. <laughs> Joe Williams and the right. Chip Low Millers of the world. Right, yeah, the kicker from Minnesota. Joe Williams in the fourth round from Utah. Good player. George Kittle, tight end from Iowa. I like uh, Trent Taylor, the, the little you know sort of Wes Welker, uh, Julian Edelman clone from Louisiana Tech. Carlos Henderson's running mate. He went in the fifth round. Uh, so I like their draft. I thought they did a really nice job. Um, and actually, you know what? I'm going to throw a little love to Gang Green. Uh, I thought the Jets actually did not do a bad job. Now, the Marcus May pick is puzzling. Other than that, yeah. But he's he's a good might be, he might be a good player. It's just the, it's just the doubling up safety back-to-back. But you know what this does ensure? So, all right, so they take Jamal Adams in the first round. Right. Consensus, you know. Yep. Depending on whether you were you were um, you were on his bandwagon or Hooker's, um, Hooker. yeah. Anyway, uh, but Jamal Adams supposedly he's Jamal is one of the safest players. He's a team captain, yeah, right? He's one of the safest first. players in the draft. So so they double up with uh, with Marcus May. So it's two safeties. Safety from Florida. So this uh, part so of this, a star part of a star-studded de- defense, by the so way. So this sets up the uh, the inevitable. The Jet fans, brace yourselves because you know this is coming. This this sets up the departure of one Calvin Pryor, right? Probably. Which, which then sets up the ushering in of the Calvin Pryor era in New England, and he will terrorize them for the next five years. So just just get prepared for that. Just be ready for that. And maybe you can throw Marcus Gilchrist in there too. Right. Well, he's coming off a major knee injury, so um, no. But look, Calvin Pryor will be a Patriot, and he will he will absolutely. Uh, 
he, he will be a, he, he will he will as everybody will come back to bite his yes yes you know and he will he will of course realize all his uh, his, his untapped potential right as uh, you know as Billy Hoodie will uh, will get the best right so right. Jet fans just beware. Um, well, congratulations on your, on your safeties. They're both good players. Yeah, well, I mean, the Marcus May thing, look, there, there were a lot of – the Jets had a lot of needs, and I think there were there were other players that were more uh, – the, the other more highly impact players than the Jets. Um, and it's not on there. It's because it's the, you got to flip. You'll, there's a whole yeah. section for the Jets. No, the other way, the other way, the other way. No, no, no. Um, but, uh, but, no, I mean, look, I, so that – but if, if he turns out to be a good player, then it's a good pick. What I uh, what I liked was uh, I really like the Elijah McGuire pick. You know, I was a big fan of him, the running back out of uh, Louisiana Lafayette. Oh, or Darius Stewart uh, and, and Chad Hansen. I like yeah, both those picks. The wide receiver from Alabama and Cal. I like both those picks. I think even though he's lazy, Jordan Leggett's got a lot of talent. The Jets are, are devoid of any talent at tight end. He's got great size. He played well against Alabama in a bowl game uh, both years. He's got a ton of ability. He's got a great frame. He's like 6'6", 255 pounds. That guy just get, they can get him to just put consistent effort together. He should be a good player. Um, they also get uh, they also drafted Dylan Donahue, the the, 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 uh, yeah, the West Western Georgia. Georgia. Yeah. So I saw a game film. I saw when they were playing the great Albany State. Right. It was Jefferson from uh, from Fast Times at Richmond High. Who, who he was Donahue <laughs> yeah. he made every play yeah he's just he was just getting right, right. every single play he was uh, Albany he State not in New York in Georgia also right, right. yes right. yeah not not SUNY Albany yeah I th- but I thought the Jets did a pretty decent yeah, job draft. actually I thought they did a decent job uh, and then teams I thought had bad drafts I thought the Rams had a bad draft uh, taking that tight end Gerald Everett in the second round they got to be out of there bi bird brains uh, you know not not had had some nice statistics and some nice numbers at South at uh, where was he from? South Alabama. South Alabama, yeah. Uh, you know, not, you know, just uh, too high. Actually, you know what? To be fair, if they would have taken Cooper Cup two and him three, I would have liked their draft a little bit better. Right, right. Actually, but they took Cooper Cup Who's, in the third I think, round. I think I can speak for both of us. He's one of our favorite players in the draft. Correct. Wide receiver from Eastern Washington. Guy's so good. Uh huh. Too bad it doesn't. It's not going to really matter because they don't. They don't have a quarterback. <laughs> but right. Um, you're, but, not, you're not high on Jared Goff? Uh, yeah, no, not a big fan. Uh, and so let's see. Like John Johnson is a safety from Boston College, also in the third round. Yeah, yeah I thought that was too high for him. Um, Josh Reynolds received texting him. Actually, this guy that I actually liked a lot. He's all right. He's all right. I just I, I thought that was too high a pick, and then obviously they they were they were dealing you know they didn't have a first round pick this year because they wasted it by trading up to get get Jared Goff last year. See, I, I like a lot. Like Samson uh, Ebu Khan, who was supposed to be a pretty good uh, pretty good edge rusher. Uh, the fourth, well, maybe the fourth might have been a little bit rich, but yeah. he's uh, you know yeah. I still think Tanzel Smart, defensive tackle from Tulane, made a zillion tackles for loss in his career. He did. He did. That was not a bad pick. I, I just I thought I thought. Uh, taking Gerald Everett in the second round was way too high, yeah. and I thought John Johnson was too high, and, and and I'm also downgrading them because I didn't think they needed to trade up to get Jared Goff. That was my other issue. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you can take the right. two years' work it, right. into consideration, they took Sam Rogers, that fullback from Virginia Tech, in the sixth round. He's good. Yeah, I saw yeah. that. Yeah, that's I mean, good, uh, you know. that was a good pass catcher, and then uh, a player that I liked a lot in the seventh, Juan Price. Yes, I actually liked him. He's just. He's super undersized, you know, 5'11", 240 pounds defensive end. With an injury history. Right. Super productive at Pitt, 
but and you know had a lot of sacks. Well, but I, I just think Aaron Donald. Right. I think undersized defensive line from Pitt. I just I can't. Sure. I'm not getting. But I mean, Aaron Donald's undersized at 280 pounds. This guy's 240 pounds, and yeah. he's 5'11". I mean, it's you know. But whatever. I, I just didn't think it was great. Um, actually, another team I thought had a good draft, but obviously super controversial, the Bengals. Uh, with Joe Mixon, I don't know if you heard today. One of the local TV stations there is are off are, are calling for a boycott mm-hmm. uh, of Bengals games now because right. of the Joe Mixon pick. Um, what about I, Cleveland uh, with the, with their pick? Uh, Caleb Brantley. Anybody calling for a bo- supposedly if if it turns out that he's guilty, they'll cut him. They don't, right. they'll draft him. They, they, right. They don't, don't right. Don't waste my time. Right. No, I, I hear you. I hear you. Um, Listen, I thought the Bengals. I John Ross nine was too high to me for him, but uh, I was see. I was not a huge John Ross guy. Right. I, I just I don't know. You know, it's weird. It depends on which what film you see. Right. What kind of movie you're in when you're watching? Yeah. Like, I, I well, the speed's just, undeniable. I mean, he, he definitely nothing, nothing ever jumped out of me saying, "Wow, this is a guy I really want to have on my team." Right. I, I just he caught a bunch of deep balls there. The speed's undeniable. He kind of you know. You hope in best case scenario he's another Brandon Cooks. You know, it's, I think also a couple Washington games. Like I saw, he dropped a couple passes. It's just like your first impressions. I sure. Don't know, just uh, sure. Yeah. I, I mean, I thought nine was too high. Although, I mean, I did have him going. I had him going to Philly at fifteen. So I'm not going to kill the Bengals for taking him six yeah. six spots earlier. I thought they were going to go defense. Um, but love Jordan Willis pick. Uh, you know, yeah. listen. Mixon, if he keeps he keeps if he keeps on the straight and narrow, you know my feelings on him. And he's one of the top ten players in this draft. So, oh, yeah. um, Love and, and Bell. Uh, right up there with McCaffrey and Fournette is the best backs in this draft. Love on Bell with a little more power, maybe. Uh, yeah, maybe a little more speed too. I mean, the guy's you know he's a sub four five guy, two hundred close to two hundred thirty pounds. Yeah. Um, who else did Bengals take? Did you see the interview that he gave with? Um, I don't I don't know who she was. It was a report. It just. Maybe I'm projecting the whole situation, but it seemed like a really awkward interview. I, I, yeah, no, super awkward. Look, he, you can tell that he is – he doesn't say what you want him to say. You don't want him to just come right – and it, it seems like he's been coached, though, and not told the right things to say. Because what you want him to come out and say is, look, what I did was horrible, and uh, I, I will never do it again. That's really what you want. I made a terrible mistake. Uh, and there's no excuse for it. And he has said that in other – I've read quotes where he said that. But when you see him in front of the cameras, you can tell he's super uncomfortable. Um, and, you know, he's like, well, you know, I'm just trying – I'm not trying to impress anyone. I'm just trying to be me or something like yeah, that. It's yeah, weird. Yeah. You know, I, I, you know, look, I, I, I don't think – he doesn't yeah, appear to yeah, be the that's, most that, – that, That's his agents talking. Right. Exactly. So, uh, so you want me to set you up here? You want to do the, the best uh, must Brent burger? For, for, oh, but I can tell you I spoke to the young man and he is doing just, just fine. fine. Uh-huh. Outstanding. Yep. Uh, every time we talk about Joe Mixon, we're going to have to do the Brent Musburger. One yep. of us is going to have to do that Yeah, from now on. And I still can't not say must Brent Burger. Right, of course. Of course. That was from Saturday Night Live, or did I no, make that up? No, I think just made that up. I think I just made that up. I remember Kevin Nealon used to do the Brent Musburger. Yeah, here on Right, right, right. That's right. I just called him Muss Brent Burger for whatever reason. Yeah, they, uh, they had a pretty nice draft. They had a pretty good draft. I mean, Jordan Willis, who else did they take? They Paul took Lawson in the fourth. Right. A lot of people thought he was a first round. Well, he's got a lot of you know, injury pass issues. rushers from Auburn, a lot of injury issues, but fourth round's a good pick for him there. Josh Malone, receiver, I think we both like Oh, I know who they took. They took one of the guys. I cannot believe he lasted six rounds. Oh, Jordan Evans, right? No. Right back from Oklahoma? No, no, no. The uh, corner from uh, Houston, Howard Wilson. I could not believe he lasted to the six round. Now, there were two Wilson corners that, that got drafted. It was Brandon Wilson. Brandon Wilson's a running back. 
No. They, they drafted There's two cornerbacks from Houston. Two corners, both named Wilson. Are you sure about that? Yes. There's Howard Wilson and no, Brandon there's two, Wilson. There's two corners from Houston. I think. There's two corners from Houston. One got drafted in like the third or the fourth round, and one got drafted in the sixth round. The one that Howard the, Wilson got, I think, got drafted in the, either the third or the fourth. I think it's. I think you actually had that flip flopped. Let me just see. Who'd Cincy take? Cincinnati took. Yeah, Brandon Wilson, running back from Houston. Cincinnati took who played cornerback. I think they. Uh, I think he, he played both offense and defense. So Brandon Wilson is the guy that Cincinnati took in the sixth. Yeah. Where, no. Yes. Where, where? Yes. Cincinnati. Brandon Wilson, sixth round. Played both offense and defense. Oh, so who took Howard Wilson? That, I don't remember who took him. He was, that, he that guy's got skills. He was the guy who was a lot of higher He's range. the guy that had a 110-yard kick, missed field goal kick return against Oklahoma in the first game of the year for a touchdown. He's a big corner. Like yeah, he's got a lot of ball skills. He's one of my favorite players. All right, I thought that's who the Bengals took. Um, you know what? Maybe they got it wrong then because that's, that's, that's who they showed when they were showing the pick on ESPN is they showed Howard Wilson. Mm. So they might have gotten that wrong. Anyway, uh, it's just interesting uh, to see what uh, you know, what 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 how mixing uh, turns out. I mean, you know, we we talked about him ad nauseum, so I don't I don't want to belabor the point. But I thought Cincinnati had a good draft. They usually do a pretty good job. Oh, did they take another defensive tackle too? I think somebody another D lineman uh, or linebacker. They took a linebacker. That's like. Jordan Evans that we both like. Right. Oklahoma. Yeah, they took him. Finesse player, but I think in the right system could be a good player. Yeah, made um, a lot of plays. Yeah. Uh, so I thought your team were getting getting, bleh, getting close to the uh, end of the hour here, so we'll wrap it up with a little quick Cowboys and Lions analysis. Start with you. I thought your team did a pretty good job. My team did one thing: they got football players. That's, <laughs> That's what they the mantra. did. Yeah, I like I like pretty much everything they did. Taco, I mean, they, they were drafting twenty eighth. It was either him or TJ Watt, and I guess they thought Taco was probably a better fit. Well, unless they wanted to go with the corner, but they obviously ended up getting corners. Yeah, but they knew they were deeper at corners, so they were going to. Right. They knew they were going to double up. Right. Most likely in the second and third round. Right. Where they got Shadobia Wuzi. Love. Right. Love the pick. Yeah. And, good uh, good and Jordan, pick. Jordan Lewis from the cornerback from Michigan. So, so long as you know, keep fingers crossed that his legal issues are. Uh, yeah. Well, he had he had one issue off the field. It was fairly. It was a few months ago. He's accused of of, of a, you know a domestic assault, which he vehemently denies. And there's nothing else from what we know publicly anyway in his history to suggest that it, it was any kind of a. Uh, a, a chronic thing with him. Which, and the only thing that worries me there is that, of course, the Cowboys made a big show about how they did their due diligence. Yeah, I remember them doing their due diligence on one Greg Hardy. Uh-huh. So that's uh-huh. all I have to hear is they did their due diligence. Right. So, I know. Uh, you know, I, I, I know. But Greg Hardy and Jordan Lewis, I think, are two completely different cases. Greg Hardy had a history in college. He had history two incidents. Pros, right. History off the field. Correct. Just, yeah. Correct. Uh, whereas Jordan Lewis, again, I, I remember when I read about it, I was shocked. Um, because I supposedly a, a very high character guy. Yes, when he was at this, when I was watching all the Senior Bowl coverage, you know, he got rave reviews for everything, both on the field and off the field stuff. So, and they're going to need corners, especially with uh, oh, yeah. everybody in the division loading up on receivers and tight ends. Well, you always need corners anyway. You yeah, have enough. particularly when you when you've lost your corners, right? They, they actually tripled up on corners, right? Uh, yeah, the kid that you took from uh, Florida State uh, might not be a bad pick either. The kid yeah. you took in the sixth round. Um, so yeah, I look. I thought you guys I loved your first three picks. I thought they were really good. 
Um, I know you like the Xavier Woods kid. Yeah, they from, traded up in the sixth round to get him. Well, yeah, he gave up a, ne- a fifth next year. Correct. That's what you gave they, up the Jets. they should have about four comp picks next year anyway. So they right. Had, they, they had a, they had the they compensatory picks. They had a little, after. Had a little, uh, little collateral to play with. Right, them. right. No, I, look, I, I thought you had a good draft. I, I, I really did. I thought, I thought you guys did. So I thought you addressed needs. You took players, all, all guys that I liked for the most part. You know, Charlton I wasn't a big fan of, but, you know, we'll see. Um, again, if, if you if you were gonna go edge rusher, there was either him or TJ Watt. Right. And again, I right. guess they, I like TJ Watt better. I myself. do too. Yeah. I, you know, I guess they probably at the end probably thought that he was better. That Charles, um, well, they like the size Charles better. better. Right. I mean, he's six six, two hundred eighty five pounds, and you know, TJ Watt six four, two fifty. Right. So. And Charles, I think, may have uh, his best football. I had him. We'll see. Right. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, well, and of course, you've got the guru there too to coach him up. So right. more exactly. on Elliot. So. Uh, uh huh. Yeah, I'm not bitter though. No, um, not mm-hmm. I mean, the guy the guy ran my team into the ground for four years. I think I'm allowed to be bitter. I mean, he he has 0 16 on his resume. He can run away from it all he wants. Go ahead, and the league can somehow try to sweep that under the table. He has 0 16 on his resume forever. But so he will coach up the D line. Exactly. He will coach him up. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. Um, and then as far as my lines are concerned. Yeah, mixed reviews. Mixed reviews. I love the Jared Davis pick, and the big thing to me is uh, the GM, Bob Quinn, announced uh, yesterday he's playing middle linebacker. So to hear Whitehead, adios, thank God. Uh, one of the wor- Literally second-worst middle linebacker in the league last year as per pro football focus. Not that you take them. He had a really good year the year before, right? He had a decent year the year before. Um, and he's probably better suited to play strong side, outside linebacker. He's not a middle linebacker. He's the worst linebacker in coverage last year. Again, as per... Pro Football Focus, again, I don't need Pro Football Focus to tell me that. I watch every game. He can't cover anybody. Um, oh, so, just real quick, we forgot Ryan Switzer. Also very oh, yeah, Ryan Switzer, great pick for you guys. Yeah, a kid from North Carolina. He's basically you know what that means, uh, Lucky? Adios! Yeah, he's basically, Adios, Lucky. Ryan Switzer is basically, you know, he's in that Julian Edelman, Wes Welker. You know, basically take your 5'8", 5'9", white guy slot receiver, Cole Beasley. That's Ryan Switzer. So maybe we'll okay, more return points. Yep. Yep. All right, and we also draft Noah Brown, which means Bryce, you are on notice, Bryce Butler. Oh, Bryce Butler. I was like, who's Bryce? Um, yeah, I, I, you know, look, I, I, the Lions pick, I like Jared Davis a lot. Well, let's talk about your second round pick. Yeah. Yeah. Tease Tabor, cornerback from Florida. One of my so, least so you, favorite players so you in this draft. T- you've talked yourself out of it again, so you, first, first you have to talk yourself into it. Well, so you talk yourself out of he it. was one of my least favorite players in the draft for a couple different reasons. One, he's a big mouth. Um, he's called himself the best player in the draft, not just the best corner. I'm the best player in the draft. Oh, uh, no, nah, see, that's the kind of mindset you have to have. Shut up. Shut up. Zip it. Second of all, he's, he can't run. He's slow. He ran 4.62 at the and combine, and then ran even the worse day. at the pro day. Exactly. But Richard Sherman also ran four six. Josh Norman, not that he, Josh Norman's not nearly as good as Josh Norman thinks he is, but he's still pretty good. He's, he's, he's at least good. He ran four six six. You know, Cam Chancellor, I get a different position. He's a safety. He's bigger. He ran four six five. My point is that's not the end all be all. And then when I watch the tape, I have to say he's got good tape. The guy can play. I mean, he's got good size at six feet, two hundred pounds. He made a lot of plays on the ball. He had three pick sixes. We don't have anybody in the secondary that can make a play on the ball, can actually catch an interception. Slade got a little bit better at it last year. He had to play against Philly to seal the game. He had to play against Minnesota on Thanksgiving to seal the game. Um, he had three interceptions the whole year. Um, you know, look, uh, I did kind of talk myself into it. Bob Quinn, the Lions GM, said he watched more film on him than anybody because he said he loved him. And, you know, they went to the Florida Pro Day. That's where they really fell in love with Jared Davis, too. 
Um, but then when he saw the 40 times, he's like, what? What? How could this be? And then he said he watched a ton of tape on him and said, never really saw people running by him. Uh, the passer, QB opponent, QB passer rating against him was 41. Yeah. Uh, I mean, now, look, he also played with some very good safeties back there in Keanu Neal last year and then Marcus May this year. He had uh, Quincy Wilson on the other side. Um, you know, he played on a very talented team. Uh, you know, he's still a corner. Again, speed isn't the end-all, be-all. It looked to me like he's got speed when it counts. Now, are you going to put him probably on an island and let him go try and guard, you know, Brandon Cooks one-on-one? No. But if you got a smart defense coordinator and knows how to use him right, that could be a good player. So I'm, 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 I hate it less. You can, deal, you can deal with him getting beat if he's going to make some plays. The big, the big question will be, if he, obviously, if he turns into a, 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 an, an above-average starter, it's a good pick. If he's Terry Fair, he will, he will, he will draw your wrath like no yes, other. Yes, yes. I can if, tell right now, if he's, if, he's not, uh, if he's not up to par, yeah, I will be, be, he, will be, he will be your absolute – he will draw your wrath more than anything. Yeah, I'm going to have a big problem with him. Um, but it made sense – Look, there were other corners. There's a ton of corners that other di- different corners we could have taken there that I probably liked more. Uh, I'm going to trust the GM, and again, his film is really good. And a lot of people s- said that. I mean, it's you know he was a bit of a polarizing player because the 40 times were so bad. You know, if he was five nine and 180 pounds and ran a four six, I'd have a big problem with it. But he's you know he's a big solid solid corner, so you can live with it a little bit. I liked him. Um, I know you, and I know you liked him. Uh, so. You know, I, I, I hate it a lot less than, than I did when uh, when the fir- pick was first made. You know, you, the only other argument you could make there was they could, there was another there were other corners they could have taken, including your guy Wouzier. You were taking Wouzier over him? Uh, maybe. I mean, you know, I I, I might have. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have hated it. Put it yeah. that way. Um, but I think actually Tabor has better ball skills, but Wouzier is better measurables. So, or he runs faster for sure. That's that that's definitely true. Uzi um, is, is 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 essentially a coach on the field too, and we could have taken we could have taken an edge rusher there too. But you know the Lions, as I said on our previous podcast, they don't think it's as big a need as everybody else does. Mm-hmm. Now whether they're right or wrong is besides the point. Remains to be seen, right? Um, what do you think of your third round pick, wide receiver Kenny Galladay? Yeah, so I knew so they took him a little higher than he was projected. Yeah, so this this is going to be the big question mark. So the Lions, if they they've traded down to that pick. And got an extra fourth round pick. They traded with the Patriots. So they got an extra oh, fourth. Okay. So they okay. traded down, which I ordinarily like, right? Mm-hmm. I like trading down and getting an extra fourth round pick. If they would have stat they would have stood pat. They could have drafted either Deonta Foreman or my guy Kareem Hunt. They would have just stayed where they were. Mm-hmm. But they didn't. And a lot of guys, Jordan Willis was had gone. A ton of guys the Lions liked were go- coming off the board, which is one of the reasons why they traded down. Right. Um, they spent this the Galladay kid was one of the guys, one of the thirty that mm-hmm. they had. And you always have, by the way, for any any NFL fan, always pay attention to who your thirty visits. Yep. Are. Yep. So they spent a lot of time with the kid. Look, he was super productive. I mean, he's eleven hundred yards back to back years, ten touchdowns his junior year, eight touchdowns this year. He's six four, close to two hundred and twenty pounds. Super productive. Ran four five. Uh, you know, look, he gives the Lions an element of receiver which they currently don't have on the roster. So from that standpoint, I understand the thought process. It makes sense. But again, the big question is in two years from now, if he's mediocre uh, and Kareem Hunt is a stud, which I think he will be, and the Lions have still have no running game because Amir Abdullah is hurt or isn't any good or whatever, whatever the circumstances are, it's going to look like a disastrous move. But it seems like every year... 
you can get a, a good running back in the fourth. Right? Seems that way. So, Seems that way. So no reason to think next year won't be. Look, that, won't be the, the Lions. One of the biggest issues the Lions had last year was in the red zone. They were one of the worst teams in the red zone. Why? Because their matchup nightmare, Eric Ebron, had one touchdown. He's the only nightmare is for his own team. And then, look, Golden Tate's not a red zone receiver, and neither really is Marvin Jones. So they, they, need, you know, they didn't have anybody sat in the you know, days of Calvin Johnson throwing face to him in the corner of the end zone. We're over, right? Yeah. This kid has the ability to do that. And then, uh, so, listen, again, I, I don't know if he's going to be good. I know a lot of people thought it was a little too high for him. Uh, from what I saw, he looked super talented to me. He was, he was productive, and he brings a size element that the Lions currently don't have, so I don't have a huge problem with it. Right. Uh, so you two fourth-round picks. Jalen Reeves-Maven, the yep. back from Tennessee. Yeah. And, um, then, yeah. and then the, the tight end that you've been you've well, been on his bandwagon since day one. I was going to say, I mean, how, how long have I been talking about Michael Roberts, tight end from Toledo? Three months now? Yep. Yeah. So I love. obviously I love that pick. Look, he's 6'4", close to 6'5", 270 pounds, biggest hands of anybody in the draft. He had 16 touchdowns, 10 of which were came from the red zone. He's a great kid. He overcame. If you have, if you have red zone problems, seems like he's a pretty good, yeah. he's a pretty good pick. Yeah, and, he, and he's a two-way tight end, too. He's not a great blocker yet because he's still a little bit raw, but he's a willing blocker, and at that size with, some, with the proper coaching, I'm sure he'll turn into an adequate blocker on, like, number 85. So uh, I had no issue. I, I I love the pick. He was one of my favorite players in this draft. The Lions again. He was one of their thirty. Uh, so I was not surprised. Second like straight year, you got a guy in the fourth round that you were uh, you were you correct. Were really high. On. Yeah, Miles Killebrew being yeah. the year before. So listen, he addresses a need. Um, you know, now they can they can potentially let Ebron walk and not pick up his fifth year option. You know, get no arguments from me on that. So I like the pick a lot. Uh, Maven uh, Reeves, Maven. You know. Look, I love what I saw from him. You know, sophomore and junior year, he was great. Now, last year he had a bad shoulder injury, only played four games. And I, I'm reading all kinds of different things now. I don't know what his injury status is. I thought he was going to be fine uh, and ready to go for training camp. Now I'm reading that might not be the case. If he doesn't play for me this year, that's a terrible pick. Yeah. That is an absolutely atrocious pick if he doesn't play for me you this year. You don't want to be red guys. No. If you can avoid it. No. But if he plays... And does what he's supposed to do, which, look, the guy loves football, high-character guy. Guy volunteered to play special teams, even though he's a starter, linebacker, yeah. in the SEC. He's not the biggest guy, six foot 230, but, you know, he's, he's compact. He hits. He tackles. plays with passion. There's a lot of, a lot of things to like there. Uh, I think without the, if it wasn't for the injury, he probably would have been a third-round pick. But, again, it all depends on his health. If, if, he's, if he's good to go for this year, then I like the pick. At least... He should be a sub-package linebacker and a special team standout um, at the worst. And, you know, at best, maybe he actually is a starter on the weak side. So, uh, it, but it all depends on his health. And then the fifth-round pick, Jamal Agnew, I absolutely love. Kid from San Diego, uh, small at 5'9", maybe 5'10", 185 pounds. I watched film on him. Plays way bigger than his size, and he ran a four three five forty, and had fifty something passes deflected over his career. That's an insane number. Now, yeah, you know he played at a small school. He did. He played San, San Diego. Diego, right? San Diego. Um, well, it's a Greek it's not San Diego State. San Diego. Um, the Toreros were Jim Harbaugh coach, and that's where Josh Johnson, the backup quarterback of the Giants, played. Uh, so look, we've seen guys from small schools coming in the NFL and play and contribute and play well. San Diego. I don't think anybody knows what it means. Yeah, yeah. Uh, agree to disagree. Um, but and he also brings punt return ability too. He averaged about 13 yards of punt return. Yeah. Uh, you know, again, what little film on him I saw because there's not a lot because he played at San Diego. Uh, kid looks like he's tough as nails, 
and is super fast. Yeah. So, so, so you Agnew. Nice yes, yeah, me Agnew. Exactly. Nice so, spot. Nice and, spot. and again, you can't have enough corners in this league, especially in our division where they throw the ball a lot, uh, particularly with you know number twelve up there in Green Bay. Um, uh, you know, it makes sense. And you know, uh, you know, the cornerback last year, Quandre Diggs, who had a good rookie year, had a bad year last year, and then got hurt. They signed Joe Hayden from the Raiders, but he's only on a one-year deal. It's the last year of Nevin Lawson's contract. Uh, you know, so listen, I, it, it makes a lot of sense for a lot of different reasons. I have no issues with that. Um, and then just real quick, the last couple of picks. Uh, the quarterback from Miami, Brad Kaya. Listen, sixth round? Sixth round. I, I, saw, with that. I saw one guy last year, you know, they do mock drafts. People literally do mock drafts the day after the draft. One guy in the first, first pick in the draft. Yeah. First pick in the whole draft. So, uh, now, obviously, he's not that good. But he's got size. He's got ability. He's got great. He's a great kid. Bring him in. Patriots show the, this is how you do it. The Packers did this for years. You get these guys that works. He's a commodity. He's a tradable commodity. Somebody likes him because he has some good preseason film. Right. And you get a fourth right. round pick. Exactly. From, you know? Exactly. So, uh, you know, worst case scenario. So that pick made sense. The Ledbetter kid from uh, Arkansas. Yeah. yeah. I, I like I like what little I saw. I didn't really know much about him. Um, the Lions are actually playing to tackle. He played all over the line, but uh, he looks like he's got some potential. Maybe at least be a rotational guy. And actually, the, the last pick, this guy, Pat O'Connor. Yeah, he's got, I don't know much. Uh, oh, Eastern I don't know Michigan. Much, I don't know anything. Eastern I'm Michigan. Uh, all I know is he had, he had 14 and a half tackles for loss, eight and a half sacks, and five forced fumbles. And he's 6'4", wow. 270. So, you know, listen, who knows? At, at, at that point in the draft, you just kind of, you know, you're rolling the dice yeah, yeah, a little you're bit. Going, you're going for traits. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, that will wrap up another draft show in the books. Um, we try. We try to educate here. Yes. Yes. I'll probably. Yeah. I'll probably do a solo show because I'm going to do a lot of basketball, which I know isn't really your thing anymore. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I've retired from. from yes, from I know. So, but we'll do some basketball, some baseball on a show probably later on this week. Till then, peace out.